Hey there, Grubstakers fans and frenemies. This week, we're sharing a slice of our mid-September roundup episode. Every two weeks, the boys comb over the hottest goss in the world of the corrupt and infamous and pour you some sweet saccharine tea. The roundups are one of our patron exclusives, which you can sign up for at patron.com slash grubstakers. You also get fresh new billionaire episodes as soon as they're hot off the edit bay. You might have also noticed that this is our third consecutive Monday morning release. And that's actually officially a thing. Every Monday morning, look forward to a new or slightly used Grubstakers episode hitting your podcast app. You may get some bonus episodes here and there as well, but every Monday morning, you're going to have some nice, fresh, hot content to get you nice and pissed off at the powers that be to fire the revolutions in your heart. We really appreciate both our public fans and our patron supporters, and you make digging up this depressing dirt actually worth it. Don't forget to eat the rich. I mean, rate us, comment, and share with your friends. Now, enjoy this little roundup slice of Papa Murphy's and terrorism. But yes, that is that is Johnson Childgate, uh, and we will continue our, our reporting about this this breaking news story as it develops in the weeks and months <laughs> ahead. But uh, until that time, I believe uh, Yogi Polywall or Yogi Paywall has a story for us uh, involving Little Caesars and uh, his favorite nation of Pakistan. Well, it's actually Papa John's, but uh, I, I like the accuracy of, of the shittiness of the pizza with Little Caesars. Um, a listener to the show sent us uh, this story about two months ago, and it doesn't involve a billionaire, but it does involve Pakistan. So uh, you know I had to get my hands dirty in this. And listen, I want... <laughs> I want to listen to know I've got no ill will towards Pakistan. Just Kumail Nanjani. And if the Immortals bombs, just know I've been saying that shit for over three years at this point because that movie's never coming out. It's been fucking three years that they Kumail Nanjani got jacked and he's just got to stay jacked. What type of torture is this, Hollywood? He's getting more jacked by the moment. He's got, by the time they film it, he's not going to fit into his muscle suit. <laughs> he'll be he'll be too muscular. Mm-hmm. They'll use CGI to make him like less jacked yeah as someone who just got back from a a three-hour car ride to and from portland with yogi i can actually confirm for the listeners that uh, it's not just kumail there are other many other (laughs) non-famous pakistani comedians that yogi has a problem with so do not believe his lies on this particular issue and if you're a non-famous pakistani comedian that yogi has a problem with sound off in the comments Listen, I, I will fight anyone. I've told Sean the goal now is to get fucking hella buff and just start start causing shit, flipping tables and picking fights. And honestly, it sounds like a good life. Who's that guy? Oh, he picks fights. What does he do? He does a podcast on billionaires. Stay away. Maybe it's maybe it's a bad time then to burn bridges with Kamel. Like could find out who his juice supplier is. Well, that's like the Aaron Berg comedy strategy. Just be totally roided out and then be a complete piece of shit to everybody, but you're so roided out, nobody will challenge you on it. <laughs> that works. That is a strategy. But anyway, so for today, my story involves the Bajwa family. This is a uh, family in Pakistan that have been a part of the Pakistan military. And I will say that the person in question is Asim Salim Bajwa. And he, on Twitter on August 27th, 2020, said, a malicious propaganda story published on an unknown site, Extra Space, against me and my family, just uploaded on social media, is strongly rebuted. And the story in question is from factfocus.com, and it's about the fact that as Asim had rose through the ranks of military status in Pakistan, 
his family also incidentally was putting millions of dollars into American fast food chains, Papa John's and Dairy Queen and a few others. Um, mm. The company based in Ohio, Bodgeco 100, from one of our sources says, uh, Canfield, Ohio, that in 2018, two of the fail sons got busted for top-down orders of records tampering at some mining company in the UAE or Pakistan. And the Fact Focus article basically lays out a scene going through the ranks of Pakistan military, pocketing money from potentially the American military industrial complex, and then investing that money into Papa John's in the United States. So the next time you say the war effort, these tax dollars don't get me nothing, it gets you hot butter garlic from Papa John's. And that's better ingredients. <laughs> I do love that it's like, yeah, this story, all the shit that we were subsidizing with that two point three trillion in Afghanistan. It's like, yeah, your your pizza. Right. Right. Not not just the ones at Bagram Air Base, the one you get out, you know, <laughs> outside Cleveland. That's also being paid for by the Pentagon, apparently. I mean, it's also the one you get in Brooklyn when all the other pizza places have closed. That's true. Right. Yeah. Well, they can stay open because they can afford it. You know, they, they've got the American yeah. military system propping them up. They've got my tax dollars. I do want to give this guy credit, though, for um, diversifying from the usual Pakistani military racket of heroin trafficking. Mm -hmm. So this is, you know, Papa John's. It's not so bad. Or maybe he's doing both, though. <laughs> well, yeah, you never know. Trafficking heroin, getting money from the CIA for telling them where Osama bin Laden is. And investing in Papa John's. Ordering pizza and it's just a fucking brick of heroin. Like, this isn't what I ordered. <laughs> um, from the Fact Focus website, it talks about Asim Bajwa's younger brother opened their first Papa John's in 2002, the year that Asim would then work for General Musharraf as a lieutenant colonel on the military dictator staff. That guy must have been so fucking angry when Papa John said the N-word. <laughs> he just like <laughs> lost $40 million overnight or some shit. <laughs> Some would argue that, you know, the, that Papa John CEO was such an American patriot. He found out about these Pakistani owners and he's like, you know what? Let me just fucking tank the brand, baby. There's 40 chess. He's like, <laughs> Papa John is like a secret uh, Hindu Vada nationalist. <laughs> like, I was going to say, what, what is, words do you think Papa John would use to describe his investors here? <laughs> he has the, like, mo the, the flag of Modi's political party in, in one of the boardrooms and like no one knows what it is because they're not well versed on international affairs. He's so devoted to to protecting the motherland of India. He's like, what is the only thing I could do to undermine these Pakistani bastards? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I'll have to torpedo my own reputation. I don't want to say it, but <laughs> it's the only way. To, to tank you, their investment. You remember during that time he put out like an interview where he was really sweaty on like 60 minutes and he said something like, I've eaten 56 pizza in 50 days. Like it was some sort of like insane <laughs> number. Chris, if you could find that drop, pop Hello. it in there. So Papa John Schnatter, guys, he's just not having it. The founder and former CEO of his namesake restaurant did an interview with a local Louisville affiliate and he accused his successor, Steve Ritchie, and current and former board members of conspiring against him. Schnatter was ousted after admitting to using a racial slur on a conference call last summer. He says executives used that incident to, quote, steal the company from him. More importantly, Schnatter said the company's pizza just isn't the same since he's gone. Take a listen. 
I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. I've had over 40 pizzas in the last 30 days. Papa John's did not respond to a request for comment on the interview, which went viral online. Maybe he just had like extra jalapenos on the pizza. Come on, we've all been there. He just lost his job. There were stretches in the pandemic when I, I was going toe to toe with the Papa. <laughs> Yeah, but, that's fair. No, wait, after after he lost his job as CEO, did he eat a a large meat lovers every day for fifty six days? Yeah, it it was something like that. Yeah. Now they have small yeah. pizzas there, so it's not as shocking as you would think. Andy ate so much uh, Papa John's that he actually funded the ISI terrorist attack in Mumbai. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, Yogi. Hey, I get it. Their pizza's good. I understand. Yeah, I like them pepperoncinis. I like the. the the pizzas aren't good, but the garlic butter sauce is. I'll give him that. Oh, yeah. That is the... You get it for the butter sauce. Yeah. That's where you get the Toyota money from. <laughs> um, but just a few more pull quotes from this article on Fact Focus. Uh, Nadim Bajwa, the younger brother of Asim, started as a delivery driver for Papa John's. And his brothers, Asim Bajwa's wife and sons, now own a business empire, which set up 99 companies in four countries, including a pizza franchise, with 133 restaurants worth an estimated 39.9 million. Out of a total 99 companies, 66 are main companies, 33 are branch uh, companies of some of the main companies, while five companies are dead now. And uh, on December 21st, 2018, Papa John's put out a thing that was like, this week uh, from the Twitter pop-up profile series, we hear from Nadim Bajwa, who worked his way up from delivery driver to now operating multiple Papa John's locations. Watch more for his loving family and his pizza group empire, basically. So, you know, some of this is alleged, like I mentioned in the beginning, but essentially as Asim rose the ranks of the Pakistani military, there were about 40 to $50 million worth of money that were going into American fast food franchises. That's so funny, too. Like, you know, we've seen that capitalist propaganda all this time he worked his way up from a delivery driver to a franchise owner and all it took was like 40 to 50 million in unmarked cia bills that we were flooding into pakistan yep also i did want to say you know they, they say there's no ethical consumption under capitalism and i think this really does hammer that point home where you know people give you lectures about doing coke because eh, child slavery blah 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 but uh but you know even if you're buying papa john's it's just going back to heroin traffickers anyways. Sure. There's nothing you can buy. Yeah. Sean, uh, how, how many lectures have you gotten recently about doing coke? Uh, uh, only a couple. No, I'm, I'm, I'm being sarcastic. I would never engage. Oh, in yeah. You, no, you sounded sarcastic. So do a quick timeline on the Bajwa family. And, and we may do a, a longer episode on this in the future. Just the connection of the military industrial complex and various uh, things like this. But for now, uh, from Fact Focus, uh, from 2000 to 2008, Asim Bajwa would then join Musharraf's staff, and then the Bajwa family would start 53 pizza franchises worth an estimated 16 million, register 19 companies in the United States, two in Pakistan, and four in Canada. And then in 2009 to 2011, after Musharraf resigns, he first serves as a staff officer, this is Asim Bajwa, to a corps commander after being promoted as a major general as a district commander. Uh, there is a promotion, but a reduction in power. And then the Bajwa family would then start 25 franchises worth $7.5 in five U.S. companies. 
And then 2012 to 2016, when Asim Bajwa would be elevated to Director General ISPR, the Bajwa family would start 75 franchises worth $22.5 million, 34 companies in the United States, three in Pakistan, six in the UAE, seven commercial properties, and two residential properties purchased for $3.1 million. And then 2017 to now, he would be promoted to the commander of the Southern Command. And in this period, the Bajwa family would open 21 franchises worth $6.3 million, 16 new companies in the United States, nine in Pakistan, one in UAE, six commercial properties, and two residential properties for $7.4 million. The sons of the companies start buying properties in the U.S. and Pakistan, and after construction of a commercial building on one of these six commercial properties, the total worth of properties made in this duration stand at $11.2 million. He's like, uh, you know, funding uh, proxy terrorist attacks in Kashmir, that's just my day job. My real passion is rising crust pizza. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I just, I do the one to support the other. You know how it is. On the front end, at least, it sounds like the family from the blind side. Yeah, a little bit, definitely. They own like 50 franchises or whatever in Houston or some shit. Right, right. That's why they were able to afford to adopt a black guy. <laughs> that movie's evil, by the way. <laughs> no, no, hate that movie. no, Sean. It's fine that Sandra Bullock can adopt a black kid and it gives him a good life. There's nothing wrong with a, a white woman savior complex. Giving white women more power and autonomy over black babies isn't a bad thing. By the way, you remember when Gravity came out and everyone was like, it's the most realistic movie about going into space and then you turn it on and the first scene is a guy doing loops in a jetpack around the International Space Station while yeah, another yeah. guy oh, yeah. is George like Clooney. Yeah. jumping around, dancing. I don't remember. That. He's like, it, it, Clooney is like, check this out. And he's doing like loop-de-loops. Yeah. He's like, this is amazing. I think All of the, uh, the liberal stands for those actors who like are otherwise supposed to be science people, but they just switch it off. They're <laughs> like, this is amazing. Right, right. Well, they're, 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 you know, Neil deGrasse Tyson science people. So they like epic facts. And then that's about it. <laughs> Believe science. I think I went to that movie in the theaters, stoned out of my mind. And I introduced my friend to getting the bucket of popcorn and then pouring the candy into it. So you don't have to fucking and then and then cutting a, a hole in the bottom and, and putting your penis. <laughs> in there and then... I yeah, my friend didn't know any of that stuff. I was like, hey, you see my dick yeah. in the bottom of this? And he's like, wow, I really do. Yeah, <laughs> at gravity. That's gravity for you. <laughs> yeah. Now he's now he's got a nice husband. Um, <laughs> Yogi has got a nice wife, but you know that's fine. You live and you learn. <laughs> it's like. Newton's gravity can't explain this, can it? <laughs> it's rising. It's rising against the force. Um, so yeah, we will keep in touch with the story and see any more updates about it in the future. But I mean, you know, I have driven by to a Papa John's and been like, how have you existed through the pandemic? You know, I have like driven by a, a decent amount and been like, what? Who? Who, when they order pizza, go, Papa John's is my man and is satisfied with the product. When it's funded by a complex like the military industrial one, I mean, you ain't even got to make good pizzas. I mean, the one near us, me and Andy, is survives because of, of the two of us, but also from terrorist financing. It's a combination of things. Podcast hosts, terrorist financing. You know, it's a whole, <laughs> it's an ecosystem of pizza that really gets the job done. Sometimes it's 1130 and no one else is open. Yeah, and that's fair. Yeah. And you want some dip and sauce. That's true. Millennials love sauces. It's a decent business model. 
the Indian military should start buying up Little Caesars franchises. <laughs> <laughs> like a, a fast food pizza mm-hmm. proxy war in the United get, States. Yeah, to get 4X for imports right. instead. <laughs> you get Toyotas. Andy, yeah. Andy, what are you drinking? I'm just curious. I am drinking Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade Original. Oh, beautiful. Oh. Look at that. It's such a big yeah. ass can. How many ounces is that? Fucking 80? What is that? It's not new Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade. It's Bud Light Seltzer Lemonade Original in a tall boy. Uh, uh, one pint. One pint. Good to know. Fucking tall boy. We've been getting those cans. Nice. So do you, uh, do we know where any of these franchises are in the United States? Yeah, they're Ohio. They're all throughout the Midwest. Um, it's Ohio. Okay. It's Illinois, Indiana, just all around the Midwest. Yeah. All right, so I've got a game for our listeners. You go into one of these Pakistani military uh, Papa John's, mm-hmm. and then you ask them, so, so where's, where's Osama bin Laden, really? <laughs> you can tell me. I'm not with the CIA. I just I want to know. It, it, sometimes you might have to be a regular. I'm not a cop. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Sean doesn't realize that Papa John's isn't Pizza Hut or Domino's. A Papa John's employee will just beat the shit out of you. <laughs> they don't <laughs> care. Well, I figured it would be like just some skinny white kid with like face tattoos, like they're a SoundCloud rapper. And then Sean asks him that, and they're like, "Oh yeah, well he's back in Kandahar now." <laughs> uh, <laughs> Look, if yeah. you get hired by one of those franchises, that's like the onboarding lecture. They're like, yeah, yeah, you're part of the family now. We do <laughs> treat our employees like family. We do tell them where Bon Laden really is. <laughs> After the initial training phase of like 60 days or whatever, they're like, okay, well, we need to tell you where our sleeper cells are. <laughs> Just in case. You're part of the family now, the Papa John's family. If things get bad and we need pizzas. You need to come out. Okay, we're going to teach you how to mix up uh, your SIM cards with your other employees so that the drones can't find you. Here's a bowl of SIM cards. James, you've really been punctual for your shifts uh, these past few months, and we just wanted to know, are you interested in an ISI assignment in Kashmir? (laughs) You'd just be leaving a package at a crowded uh, uh, bus station and then walking away, and we're going to pay double your your Mm -hmm. hourly wage, so you'll be making uh, $12 an hour for this, and uh, you get a free vacation. I would argue that Papa John's are just uh, military recruitment sites. Like, give them a job <laughs> so shitty that they consider the military a better option than working at Papa John's. The supervisor is like, this assignment will require leadership skills, <laughs> which is actually a requirement if you ever want to become a supervisor like me. Right, right. <laughs> I'd have to look if there was like a Papa John's at Bagram Air Base, but I know there was like a bunch of fast food there. And that's where it's like, you know, actually sweet to work in fast food because it's military industrial complex. So they're just dumping, you know, billions of dollars and marking everything way the fuck up because sure. it's Afghanistan and you want, you know, Burger King or whatever. And I'm not sure that's going to the 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 pizza cooks. Yeah, it's a good question. Like, I, it's, it's probably like Blackwater where you can like work in the United States <laughs> for Papa John's and then you can enlist in a private uh, mercenary and go <laughs> right, to like a right. war zone and like make double or triple. It's called a bridge career. <laughs> After you transition out of out of active duty, you can go do Blackwater. How many people in those airplanes out of Afghanistan do you think were like people who were like, I can make good money working at the Papa John's in the American base and then immediately their whole family was targeted slaughter as soon as the Taliban came in. Yeah. I guess that's not as funny when you say it out loud. 
or think it. I saw why you thought it was funny, and then I heard it, and I went, no, that's not nice. <laughs> the Taliban wants to speak at the United Nations, and they should just, like, read out a list of everyone they're going to kill. <laughs> <laughs> the Taliban should start their, their General Assembly speech asking for a moment of silence uh, for the 20-year anniversary of September 11th. <laughs> It, it would be interesting to see like Bajko 100 LLC, the company that's running these Papa John's and like the the stock markets relation with war and to see if it matches it directly, you know, like when oil and weapons manufacturers go down, fucking Bajko and Papa John's also goes down. Well, that's the theory. I mean, we've talked about this on the podcast um, and maybe we can explore it in more detail because it is at a future episode because it is just a theory. But the idea is that, you know, when the Taliban, uh, the previous time they were in power, when they actually banned opium cultivation and almost eliminated it, the theory was that because Afghanistan was producing something like 70% of the world's uh, opium, this would actually cause a minor recession in the finance industry because it was, um, you know, so, so much of London finance and uh, other financial centers are tied up into drug trafficking, money laundering. But fortunately, we didn't get to see that play out because the U.S. intervened to Aww. save the financial system. Yeah, yeah. Fortunately, the the CIA's budget was um, maintained. That's a fucking shame. <laughs>